Hello and welcome to Casual Conversations hosted by a mediocre person. The only show on the internet that asks the question, what do you call an anime girl that's tired? That's right, it's a yandere. Uh, join us. <laughs> 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 Today. <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, I'm going to use that. <laughs> good, do it. Uh, you're right there, buddy. <laughs> He's in so much pain right now. <laughs> I can't believe you made me listen to that. <laughs> Today, we are going to be talking about influencing our kids on pop culture or within the anime community. Uh, joining me once again is Thomas, as well as a brand new guest. We have Emmy from Emmy Apollo, uh, who is a cosplayer, creator, and self proclaimed weeb, uh, <laughs> who is here going to be talking about parenting within the 21st century. Thank you both for joining me. Today. No worries, no worries. Thanks for having us. So, um, big question to kick us off. How is 2021 treating you so far? Well, I had to listen to that yonder joke, so I think I think 2020 is still hanging over. Um no, it's been it's been pleasant so far. I mean, I don't know. I I'm always skeptical about changes of the year. I don't think it actually means much. I think there's there's still some hangover from 2020. There's still Trump and his rigged election. There's there's still COVID spreading out. So you know, I'm I think we're just you know we're doomed. <laughs> Very right. positive of you. Okay. But cool. actually, actually, I uh, I think it was um, in this week Greta Thunberg turned 18, and on her Instagram. No, I swear she was like 12 last year. No, no, she's... She's 18 she can, now. Yeah, she's Well, at least... She, well, she How old was she when she made the big, like, she, speech she and was shit? She like, 16? Yeah, she was like... Yeah. Shit. 15. She, I she always thought she was like a 12-year-old kid. Nope. Uh, it's pretty intense for a 12-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what, I, I thought that's why she was so I mean, special. It's, it's in, I mean, it's intense from a 16-year-old kid, but... um, No, no, no. So she's 18 now, and she did, they had a picture of herself um with, like, thumbs up, and her message was like... Yay, happy birthday to me. I'm 18. Uh, if you want, I'll be down the pub and I'll tell you the true conspiracy about the, the climate change movement. Now that I'm 18, my handlers can no longer control me. <laughs> Brilliant. And in the picture, in the picture, she's that. a thumbs up and she's wearing a hoodie that says Flat Mars Society. <laughs> See, that's cool. That's like the biggest troll. Like, that's brilliant. I she's love that. So, she's so cool. I just, I, I, I love how witty she is. And she like, she's got, a, she's got a comeback for everything yeah. thrown her way. She's, she's genius. Genius. She's genius. She is a much better Doctor Who than Jodie Whittaker. Oh. Yes, <laughs> but also, I don't know if a lot of the like <laughs> kid friendly jokes would go through that way. <laughs> Uh, from Jodie Whittaker or Greta? Instead of, like, Greta. Like, Greta's very, like, in-your-face humour, whereas, like, Jodie's, like, very no passive humor and cute. No <laughs> <laughs> Um... Okay, so uh, I basically called you in because you are both parents uh, and I just sort of wanted to have a chat about how things are going when it comes to the ways that uh, kids are going to be growing up within the 21st century and sort of within the, the Gen Zs, how you're going to be bringing them up. And, <laughs> Z, and sort of Gen Z. 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 For oh, zebras no, oh my and God. Let's not get into this. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, however, uh, before we get into the meat of this topic, I wanted to sort of know about your own influences and sort of the people behind the parents, ultimately. Um, so, uh, growing up, what sorts of 
things did your parents push on you as, in regards of being an influence? So like, oh God. <laughs> Jesus. So like, okay, maybe that was probably a bit hard. Like, no, 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 it. Jesus. That's what I know. No, no, yeah, I mean. like, was religion like a big part of your your upbringing? Uh, I did go to an Anglican school, um, and did like have to go to church on Sundays, that kind of thing. Definitely was not into that. Would have rather been watching cartoons <laughs> early hours in the morning. Um, yeah, my, my parents weren't super religious, but I think it was one of those things that it was just done. It was just part of the community kind of a thing because yeah. um, it definitely didn't stick as my sister and I got older, I found. Yeah, my parents kind of just academically um, minded. So, like, being, like, someone that's creative and into, like, anime and that was definitely, like, a bit of a hard thing for me. And, yeah, my parents, like, even now don't really acknowledge the whole, like, liking creative stuff and, like, really? actually, like... Um, doing somewhat okay in, in a, something that I call a hobby, you know. Mm. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting in that way. But I think that's also, like, growing up like that is what also made me like anime and things like that even more because it's always about not fitting in. And yeah. so when you have a family that's quite opposite to you and you're trying to, like, make do with what you got in a way yeah, as, as much yeah. as you love them, you know what I mean? It's, like, it's part of just the perception of anime that they think it's all about girls with big cleavage and guys with big swords. Is that what they... Well, it, not even that. Like, it's just the fact they think it's for kids. They think it's like, it's like, it's like a, a phase. It's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. You know? And then when they do see, like, the adult side of it, it's like very odd. Like, you know, they almost like look at it like it's, it's just the frown face you get. Like, when they're like... Why are you into that? Like, yeah. You imagine if you like you're watching Teletubbies and then suddenly they decide to like go fight a dragon with like gigantic size. I'd watch Best that episode what? of Teletubbies ever. That. Yeah, fuck yeah. That that would be brilliant. That be in the Night Garden is like an inch away from being the most frightening thing ever. Why? I was about to say that is a petrifying kids show, but like that, that is. Mental. I'm so glad that like went away so quickly. <laughs> that and like Yo Gabba Gabba, whatever that big American yeah, that show. Another, like, Yo Gabba Gabba thing, was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was just a really, because um, In the Night Garden was puppets. Or, well, that was the English version, uh, wasn't it? No, I think In the Night Garden is, is um, adults in giant costumes. What's strange about it is you know it's adults in giant costumes, but they're meant to be like kid size. Yeah. So everything around them it's is like massive. Really big. Yeah. Except for the trees. The trees are like, like I mean, the, the thickness of the trees mm. are the thickness. Oh, no, like, like, it's, it's coming it's, back to me because it's quite old now. Like it was. I, I remember it when I was in high school and that was yeah. about 11 years ago. Because I remember so, my so sister that's... watching it. So it was like my younger sister's kind of like generation growing up watching abc kind of a thing it's, there's, <laughs> i remember there like a little trailer for it on abc kids where it was just like a 20 second clip from it and it was iggle piggle who's this is that the main guy uh the blue i thing? think there is a main guy it's it's a sort of sort of like you know little britain in the sense that it's like all these characters and you just pop in and watch these characters do right. stuff and that's the only similarity it has to little britain that was a bad analogy but um <laughs> the it's basically this this sort of white and cream striped character who runs around with a blanket and this voice and I think it's, it's, it's either Stephen Fry or someone who sounds like Stephen mm. Fry goes Eagle Piggle should you be in bed and Eagle Piggle nods and then immediately collapses <laughs> to the ground Jesus <laughs> and but I mean just like, I just imagining all these kids copying that and knocking themselves <laughs> out on the floor 
I'm so, okay. I'm so glad I kind of missed that as a kid growing up. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so glad that's... Cheese TV was actually a thing for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, for, as I was saying, like for my younger sister, like she kind of just missed that t- Cheese TV. Like Cheese TV ended when like, wow, I, don't, I can't remember now how when it ended, but like it I was definitely, it, yeah. like I was definitely like, it was before I was 10, I think. So like my sister was definitely too young to understand that. So it's in- it's interesting how like hearing different people um, talk about the different shows they grew up with literally being more age specific than just generation specific too. Yeah. yeah. And like, oh man, like there were some real weird ones that came out in those two th- early 2000s, man. <laughs> okay. So for Thomas... Uh, going for what you said then, you said that religion was kind of a, a factor in your life. <laughs> well, no, it really, really wasn't. Um, I was just saying <laughs> that just to be provocative. No, uh, rather the opposite, actually. Rather sort of an absence of religion. Oh, but okay, still... so your parents were anarchists. Okay, no. cool, cool. <laughs> um, well, uh, no, no, not really anarchists. Uh, they didn't want to tear down the world. I, th- I think they quite liked the world. But certainly... Uh, there's a, an atheist bent to, to my upbringing. Because um, part of my upbringing was in England, and England is not secular. The um, religious parts of the so yeah. assemblies always had religious songs that I would sing. I'd enjoy them, actually, because, you, know, you know, it's a nice sing-along with everyone. You know. <laughs> um, I mean, even, even, even um, the public schools that I went to in Australia, there's still had RE. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people that um, go to private schools, I always really, really struggle when I mention this. But, like, yeah, there was an RE teacher. And I really loved RE because it was one of those... Um, I, okay, I want to make it clear that I think it's all nonsense, right? <laughs> but the RE teacher would rock up and the, the primary school teacher would just I don't know, catch up on marking or make yeah. resources. That would be, that'd be part of their, their time. And so the RE teacher... And she would tell you a Bible story. So David and Goliath or, or Joseph and his coat of many colours and, and all these brilliant, brilliant stories. And that was it. That was basically what It was just did. story time. Just story yeah, time. Yeah, it was fantastic. Oh, okay, so, th- so that's how they trick you into religion. <laughs> yeah. Like, story time. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know, I think that the hope was And the casual that... kumbaya too, you know. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the, the hope was that, you, you know, I mean, the stories were presented as reality. And, you know, we certainly didn't question it. But yeah, I thought it was great. I wanted to, when I was growing up, I wanted to be an RE teacher. I'm an mm. anti theist, I only all of the Christopher Hitchens and Richard Dawkins' work. But I still think that being an RE teacher would be quite a nice job. Because I think that's weird, because we've got a friend who is an RE teacher um, as her minor. And she was saying that when she was doing her pracs, when she was going to schools, it wasn't just like Jesus and, and Christianity that she was teaching. She was actually yeah. teaching like Hinduism, Buddhism to, and things like that. I was about to say like, because um, my, my daughter's just finished kindy and um, because they have a couple of um, kindy kids in their class, they actually got their mums to come in and they sat along with the teachers to explain a couple of their celebratory days because, you know, the kids were going to be coming in with um, their, what do they call it, henna on their hands. Yep. So instead of like just those kids, kids getting it they actually did it on all, all the, the kids, kids hands so that's really so, cute yeah, so my, actually yeah and like all the parents got permission in that but it was really cool because my like my daughter came home and she's like look at my pretty hands and i got this pretty candle because it's like a light festival that they celebrate for like a week i think it's in october or november i can't remember but yeah and she was just so excited and she was telling me all about it and like very inclusive of like these two kids the only two kids in the whole class but mm. the whole class just got involved and was super excited about it and that's really and the lovely. fact that like this school um is it is Christian leaning, but they're very like accepting of all religions kind of a thing. So yeah, it was just really cool seeing that because like I definitely never got that in my primary school learning. Yeah, so it's no, cool definitely. seeing like 
that, you know, that's something that they're trying to push more in RE, that it's religious studies. It's not just one religion. It's mm. multiple religions. And then it's your choice if you do want to pursue one in particular kind of a thing. Yeah. And I think I that's so important. I'd actually be really interested in tracking how RE has progressed. Because in primary school, when that RE teacher came along and told us stories, the, the Muslim girl sat in the back and did written work. Yeah. Mm. Um, but in England, we actually did the other faiths as well. Um, oh, the, okay. The, uh, Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, and uh, Judaism. So, I mean, I mean, I think the teacher that did it was very much a sort of, you know, these ones. <laughs> um, but I think that's, that's, that's interesting. So there's the religion, and then there's all these other things that exist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, was there anything else that was sort of introduced to you? Or sort uh, of... Well, I think there's a, I mean, I'm trying to think of that in terms of, of pop culture. Cause, I mean, religion isn't really popular culture. No. Um, but... I think it's a very important thing to understand it, though. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely pro RE. Just teach the other faiths. You're not yeah. you're not sold on it. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, as an, you as enjoy an... listening listening to the stories. The stories. I, yeah, yeah. You like story time. <laughs> <laughs> no, knowing knowing the stories is important. The same way as knowing ancient Greeks myths um, is yeah. important. Things like that. Yeah, so okay. I think I think it's an important thing for society and understanding that. Well, they're well, they're you know morals, and that's literally Aesop's yeah. fables, media. fairy <laughs> tales, <laughs> nursery rhymes. <laughs> I think yeah. I think it's just just you just need a there needs to be a line before you say, this is real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then as a child then, when you were introduced to these sorts of things, how did you feel? Because we've already talked about you, Thomas, about how it was just fun that you could have a nap during story time. <laughs> um, I didn't but- nap it. I loved it. The story about Samson is genius. <laughs> it's, it's an amazingly plotted, almost an Aristotelian level about his hair and he's imprisoned. And they cut his hair off. And then when, when they parade him, his hair's grown back, and that's where his strength is. And that's the climax of the story, and that's how he knocks down the pillars and kills them. It's genius! So you're not an anarchist, is what I just heard, like, ten minutes ago, right? <laughs> if, if, if people cut your hair and imprison you, you're allowed to destroy them. Okay. That's the moral. Great. There we go. <laughs> we, got, we got there in the end. <laughs> um, em, what about you in that case? What sorts of things did you get sort of pushed into by your parents at the young age and how did you sort of feel about that? Um, I know my parents didn't, didn't really have too many interests. My dad like did dabble in like nerdy stuff. Like he loves Star Wars. I like. I think that's just something in general with people that grew up in the seventies into eighties mm. and that like because uh, that was just like the started you know big change and you know the media that was coming through. Yeah, my dad loved Star Wars, so that was definitely what was my first taste of like nerdy stuff I found. Was he a Star Wars fan? Like was he like he... betrayed by the idea of midi chlorines or did he just? <laughs> Did he just like the the, the movies? are only like the prequels. I don't yeah. remember Medicorns like the originals. No, 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 yeah. no. I, That's I, the I, space I magic they introduced. Yeah. Later so on. my my dad was a he just enjoyed the films. He wasn't like you know picking up the books or like you know reading the comics or collecting the figures my uncle was like that but that's my mum's brother like he I that was when I kind of started having the world of being a collector and comics definitely opened up for me but like my actual parents like were kind of like just plod along like oh we watch this movie we'll listen to this band and like the kids will just do what the kids do as long as it's not naughty stuff or like Simpsons like that kind of thing Um, so like, wait. So your parents were cool with Star Wars, but not Simpsons. Yes. So they were cool with Simpsons great was naughty, armies, don't you know that? but not Homer Simpson doing like slapstick humor. Actually, my <laughs> my mum was worried about the Simpsons as well. Yeah. I think she really? thought that 
Because it's, it's that Simpson crude was an humor, you know, oh, like okay. that, 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 well, that's what they like thought kind of a thing. Like that, you know, it's the whole, like they heard that one bad joke on one episode and then that was like it for them kind of a thing. But, or like maybe the news, you know, crude animation from America, mm, it's going to attempt it, like, you know, be bad for the kids. And then they're like, <sighs> oh, we better not let them watch that. <laughs> Come 6 p.m. you're in bed, you know. <laughs> Damn news. <laughs> Ruining everything, I say. Star Wars is sort of, my folks enjoy it because they think they're, they're kind of cool movies. We haven't seen yeah. any of the recent ones. But, you know, my uncle had a, the original trilogy on VHS. So that, yeah. You know, you know, so that, that. I did, I did, he passed, my uncle passed his down to me. Was it that <laughs> no. sort of, uh, sort the, of the blue? bronzy gold? No. No, mine, mine's, mine's the, mine's, Vader. mine's the gold blue. Gold with Darth Vader. Yeah, mine's the blue. They're the, th- they're the three, like, VCRs. And they've got, um, like, they're blue with, like, glittered stars on them. And then Ooh. it's got C-3PO for New Hope, R2-D2 for Empire on the spine. And then it's got Luke in his black um, attire for Return. And, uh, yeah, it's, like, up there on my shelf with, like, all the new ones that come out of my Jedi books and all that stuff. Cause that's, I, I'm, that's actually really I cool. still really love Star Wars. <laughs> in terms of, in terms of um, I think I was about six or seven where I started picking media to be my own sort of influence. Yeah. Because by, by six or seven, I was in England. I was born in Australia, then we moved to England. And we visited the children's library when one a part of our first week there. And, and they had all these videos in the, the centre of the Grimsby Children's Library. And and um, that's where I discovered Doctor Who. And my folks remembered Doctor Who when they were quite nostalgic about it. They weren't fans. I, I, it was just something that kind of popped up on the TV well, and they'd I, I watch. Th- kind I of think thing. this is this is the, the, the distinction we probably should make about about people being fans or not. There's there's, there's students of a type of meeting, like the students of Star Wars. Yeah. And then there's people that just think that fighting with laser swords is kind of a cool movie. Yeah. You know, so all, all those people that are, you know, adding to the box office of those Disney films, um, the recent Star Wars films, some of them dress up. Mm. Some of them just think, you know, ah, oh, it'd be a good film. Yeah. And so that, that's a sort of approach to, to Doctor Who. But I became obsessed with it. Well, that's because you became a fan, because fan is just the shortened for fanatic. Yeah, that's it. So you actually became a fanatic of yeah, Doctor so Who. Uh, so like, it's the difference today. between you going like, I like Doctor Who, I'm a fan of Doctor Who, or then you're just like, I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah, so I'm there's okay. people who like enjoy it, people who buy shirts, and then people who get the stuff tattooed on them. Yeah. So I think that's the three stages. I think I'm not going to get a tattoo of Doctor Who, but I will just remember. Just get one big W somewhere on your body. <laughs> just... I actually did have a, a tattoo of... um. The TARDIS, but it faded away, so that was a... Annoying. Did it just, like, glow and then it was just gone the it's next gone, day? It's gone, it's <laughs> gone, and there's this sort of elephant noise. Yeah. It was... <laughs> um, well, my next question was actually going to be growing up, is there any media that stands out in your memory? But clearly for Thomas, it's Doctor Who. That's not just Doctor Who. I can add more to this conversation. <laughs> well, I don't want too much more. Give me give me a few more. Just give me a few Albert more Albert the Fifth Musketeer. Does anyone remember the cartoon? Uh, the cartoon where what the main guy was the little midgety. his little blonde hair. I can't remember. Oh, no, when I remember. Eridus trouble will be there on a devil. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. I think I think I became attracted to the heroes who were clever. Mm. Okay. I think I think that's it. So the Doctor Albert the Fifth Musketeer. Uh, I can't really remember any any other. You're not meant to be cheating now, Thomas. 
No, that was a phone call that I was just trying to oh, make. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but what about you, Em? What is something that you remember from your childhood? Um, so, like, as I said, you know, Star Wars was definitely something I loved. I loved Disney movies. I was such a big Disney kid. Mm. Like, um, I think I'm the same with Thomas where I was just kind of like, um, I I started picking my own media from quite an early age kind of a thing. And that's why, like, my parents would be like, oh, yeah, this seems okay. I'll just let her watch it kind of a thing. And so Disney was definitely, like, the easy one. I think there I loved, loved Cheese TV and mm. watching the Pokemon, yeah. Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, yeah. all that Japanese stuff. Like, Because I remember getting up early for school and being all ready just so I could sit and watch TV because mum was like, no TV in the mornings. But then I was like, oh, I really want to watch this show. Just hap- I don't know how I came across it. I cannot remember how I came across Cheese TV. But just one day I must have flipped on the TV early and gotten <laughs> in a lot of trouble. But Mum was like, okay, if you can be all ready for school, then you can watch Chase TV. So I'd be like 6 a.m. in the morning in my uniform, had my breakfast, watching the aerobics, waiting for... I remember the aerobics. <laughs> I remember the fucking aerobics. That was... It was so weird because it was just like... Basically, for Thomas, there was this aerobics class of like five women, five or six women that were doing their thing, and then right after that was the kids' show. It went straight into the kids' show. So it's like the mums got their exercise, and then the kids got to watch their yeah. show with breakfast, kind of a thing. <laughs> In that case, uh, what was the first media or like story that sort of hit different for you? Um, something that, as a child, you could tell that this was more than just entertainment. Something that you're like, hell yeah, like I'm gonna follow this path, or something like, oh shit, I should definitely avoid that sort of personality or, or whatever. Well, I think mine's gonna be Doctor Who again. I feel like everything's gonna be everything's gonna be Doctor Who. Everything's gonna be Doctor Who. But I think this could be the the start of an interesting theory that what we become fans of uh, is also connected to our understanding of how art is created. So interesting. I think um, I enjoyed Doctor Who because the only Doctor Who that I, I watched was was Tom Baker because my dad loved Sarah <laughs> Jane Smith and I think he was kind of hoping that watching Sarah Jane Smith would make me interested in girls. I think it was, it, he was he was hoping that this would be he was my concerns that you might be not I know, interested in girls. I don't think he was concerned that I was I was gay or anything. I think he was just got like sort you know like Thomas is gonna fall behind it if he doesn't realise that girls are interesting. Um, <laughs> like, what, four, five years old? Uh, six, seven. Um, I, I think... I, uh, <laughs> so, no, I think they just wanted me to, to, to wake up and realise that... Wow. ...that, um, you know, uh, girls are interesting. I think, I think that was a, a planned side effect. I think they also just liked the... the Doctor Who, from, you know, they had their own nostalgic memories. Yeah. So you know, we you know we got a DVD, a video with Daleks and Tom Baker, and we watched that. Um, as I was watching Tom Baker videos, the idea that it was uh, that it had that it stopped the fact that it wasn't a TV show, it was on TV, mm-hmm. where like it only existed on video. That was something interesting. Like if I wanted to watch it, I had to go to the library. The idea of cliffhangers, because we're talking. Classic series, the old right? stuff, yeah. yeah. So the idea that you this would be something you'd watch and then wake a week in between. So I was just sort of beginning to realise how, how TV... By having uh, the video as a contrast to television, I was beginning to realise how, how TV worked. And, and I became fascinated by the credits of Doctor Who because I'd okay. actually... Do the theme music. Yeah. Like, I can't whistle, but my dad can whistle. So I'd go do dun 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 and he'd do the <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I just became fascinated because there's this brilliant credit in the classic series of Doctor Who where it's um, theme music by Ron Grainer and mm-hmm. the BBC Radiophonic Workshop. Yeah. That's just a 
fascinating credit. You know, the I, I'm not, it's and like so a, then I imagine you like went to check it out, and then you realised that it's because of how they made the sounds. For I the, don't think I was that clever really? to actually <laughs> Google BBC <laughs> so radio. Not clever enough to like decode, like, but not clever enough to understand. It. Well, I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't Google. BBC Radio Phonic well, Workshop. I don't think you could have back then. Oh, oh, oh just I, think I remember. Around, I remember yeah. Dial Up Internet. I remember trying Dial to play up. a Bob the Builder game on the internet and it was just being <laughs> so slow Back then we used to get the big the big packets for our PC games <laughs> on the internet. Oh, yes, I remember. <laughs> big boxes. <laughs> um, what about you, Em? What was something where as a child you sort of started to understand the sort of lessons and morals taking place there? Oh, God. Oh, uh, that's, that's a big question. Um, um, when I think back to my childhood, that the, the point where I was like, oh, shit, this isn't just an entertainment, um, was during the Rugrats movie, during the first Rugrats. Did anyone watch the Rugrats yes. movie? Yes. There was a moment <laughs> is where... Is this the like, one where they're in Paris? No, that's the second one. The first one is when Tommy Pickles gets a baby brother, yeah. Dill Pickle. And that's the <laughs> name. Yes, that's the actual name, Thomas. But, like, Tommy doesn't like Dill. He hates him because he's taking all the attention away. Yeah. And so they go because they think that Dill came from the hospital. So they try and take Dill back, back to, to the, the hospital, hospital to yeah. give him back. And there's a moment where they get lost track and they get attacked by these monkeys. <laughs> but, like, the monkeys are really attracted to this, like, uh, peanut butter, I think it is, or jelly or this something, something in a jar. And Tommy's like, I'm going to get rid of Dill. And he, like, smothers him in this, like, peanut butter. And he's like, I'm going to leave you out here and the monkeys can deal with you. And so there's, yeah, yeah, you're like, what the fuck? I'm just remembering it now. Like, and there's wow. this, like, it's very dramatic with, like, thunderclouds booming and shit in the background. And then there's a moment where, like, Tommy's like, ha I've done it. I'm going to get rid of you. And then dude's like, look at him. He's like, Tommy. And he, like, breaks his little heart. And he's like, I've got to protect you now. Like, I can't just throw you to the wilds. Like, I've got to take care of you. Like, that was the moment I was like, shit, like, things turn dark and I, I don't think I should kill babies. I think that was the lesson that I took away from that one. <laughs> but that was like kind of the first time it like like a movie like really hit you hard as yeah, a kid yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. Oh god like. Nah, Land Before Time. No. Oh, the first one? The first oh, one. Oh, when Grandpa dies. Yeah. 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 Me and my sister, my sister and I would reenact that film. The entire what? film. <laughs> Why? With, with our dinosaur toys. It was Aww. genius. I think genius. I think mine might have to be like I don't know, maybe, I think maybe Beauty and the Beast when the Beast Sacrifice, like mm. sacrifices himself, or like because I remember that like hitting me really hard. Or um, Lion King, like, oh. like oh, yeah, oh, so many moments. Yeah, like I like like I feel like a lot of those kind of sad Disney moments definitely hit me. I think even though I said that like, I was introduced to Star Wars really early, like a lot of the, that stuff kind of didn't I didn't understand it mm. fully until I was a little bit older, but. Just smack that there. Um, like when you're watching something and that like really like makes you feel things you don't usually think about, especially yeah. as a kid. I think Disney definitely awoke a lot of that for me. Okay. Like just and I think all of my favorites as a kid. Like I'm thinking like my top fives. I'm like all of them. Like I went back to and I still felt sad and I still felt happy. Mm. And and even as an adult going back and now watching my daughter go through that, you know, like. Yeah, I th- I think yeah Disney Disney stories because really like as an adult you look at them and you're like wow like that is really heavy that is really dark you know, but they just display in such a way that as a kid you can understand it without having that adult world kind of honing yeah. in on you. Until Isn't that later such a weird thing? Like <laughs> as a kid you're like oh that's sad, but you yeah. just continue your day. But as an adult you're like that is so dark. Like, I, I think I'm going to go eat chocolate and cry in a corner. I think for the rest they've of the gotten day. darker though. Like you compare. 
the Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast with something like Inside Out. I mean, in watching Inside but Out, I saw... A lot of the old Disney people died, whereas a lot of the newer stuff like Inside Out is just a moral it, thing. Oh, I mean, no, that bit when all those islands well, collapse. I'm when like, all her, um, this is this is, the li- this is how Pixar evolves to making people cry. Pixar's They're great. actually going to have a film that has no happy ending. Like there was, I actually genuinely believe that this was going to be the most pessimistic, negative, bleak film. If, I think it just really uncovered the reality of adolescence. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you're no longer a kid and you are becoming an adult. Like, that's why Inside Out, I definitely don't... Like, that's something... Like, I've, I have watched it with my four-year... My well, almost five-year-old. She didn't quite... She doesn't quite understand it. But I imagine, like, you know, I was looking... I was thinking about it when I first... The first few times I watched it and I was like, you know what? Like, if I watched this when I was, like, 10 years old, you know, like, ju- like it, being a girl just hitting puberty and, like, kind of going... Playing with dolls isn't really a thing anymore. Like, it's now magazines and hot boys kind of a thing. Mm. Um, and magazines and whatnot. Like, that jarring change and not understanding the emotions you're going through. Like, that movie is brilliant and breaking it down in a visual way. I, I, like, I wish I had something like that when I was a kid. And I think, like... And the way they also represented it in a way where it wasn't just for girls. Like, the, the way they made her, like, a bit of a tomboy. Like, she yeah. was into sports and that too. So, just kind of opened it up for so many other kids to be able to relate to this kind of situation. And they didn't focus on her. They focused on the emotions. So, people could actually look at it and go... Ah, oh, so that's a good way of verbalizing these mm. feelings, kind of a thing. Like I loved Inside Out. I thought it was so <laughs> underrated. Like when it, it came was, out, because I think a lot of people they were like, "Oh, it's not quite a kids' movie." Like just how you said, like it gets so dark. But I'm also like, but it's a very real thing that every single child goes through. Like, ah, oh, it's just I think, French Kiss. I love it. I think it's I such think a great movie. A, a connection between <laughs> great children's literature or, or text or media and a certain sense of darkness and fucked upness like <laughs> i've never yeah. seen the never ending story but anyone that has as a kid always talks about it yeah it's because i it, like you, winced as you said that. i know right there's just so like especially the original yeah. with the live action and the horse like ugh. that's the like, one i'm talking you, about yeah, yeah. yeah. and like you're so right like I'm thinking about it now and I'm like I couldn't like I have to wait till Elle's a bit older to be able to let her watch that kind of a thing like because it is so dark but I, and I think there's anything that a bit like that we like like Labyrinth is still quite dark but mm, Labyrinth wasn't is, quite it, meant look, to be a look, kids movie yeah, it's not, I don't think it's, uh, it's dark the, in like the dark themes it's a family it's just film like, it's a family just film just dark and lighting and the creepy it's not yeah. it's not dark in yeah. the same way as the never ending story but it is still a sort of exploration. It's still that sort of... It's got the these I- underlying themes. That mm. ch- of children's yeah. idea that, um, as opposed to the earliest example I can think of is, is C.S. Lewis and Narnia, but the idea of a child going out into a new world and coming back having changed, which is basically kind it's of the, the hero story. story. Yeah. Speaking of the adolescent period that we sort of all go through, I really hope I'm not the only one that did this. But the question is... I really hope you are. I fuck off. Uh, <laughs> what was the first show or character that you started to connect with or wanted to model yourself behind? Oh, God. Because for myself, and I vaguely... I, I don't vaguely. I, I 100% still remember this. Before I went into high school, I was like, brand new school... Brand new kids, brand new Ian. And I'd been playing the Final Fantasy games. Yeah. Uh, specifically Final Fantasy Eight, And the main character in that is this, like, broody piece of shit that's just quiet and thinks he's too cool for school. But I loved that character. So <laughs> when I went to this new school, I was like, I'm going to model myself like that silent, strong <laughs> protagonist type. 
It didn't go very well. <laughs> but that's like who I wanted to become when I was like in those sort of like well, 11, they kept going on quests and that's why it didn't go well. <laughs> Maybe, but that's that's for me when I was growing up and I was trying to find that sense of identity of who I wanted to become, that's who I modeled myself mm. behind. Did you guys ever have that experience? Well, so this really wasn't Ian's situation. <laughs> Fuck. No, okay. no, 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 no. Well, like, I, I think it's, I think it's I, universal, actually. I think. Yeah, no, I, I definitely like, but I can't just pick one character. Like, I'm just no, thinking. You're, if you've got like ten. ten. Like, I was about to say, like, I just, I couldn't just pick one character that was like, yeah, like, this was it for me kind of a thing. Um, it's just funny how you mentioned like um, going into high school playing video games. Like that was for me with Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Like because I wasn't like I had a PlayStation when I was a kid and like I love I fucking love Spyro. Like, Spyro was like <laughs> it, but like so it was like to be a dragon when you yeah grew up. <laughs> not quite. But like I missed out on a lot of games because my parents were so like Ooh. like the video games were more for my dad and so getting into high school and then my parents were like okay like it is a bit more of a thing now with your generation you can have more so like I played catch up so playing like Kingdom Hearts one and mm. two like and like a lot of those like and like Final Fantasy and that so I was just suddenly just like as soon as I was allowed to I just grabbed all this media and like just brought it into myself kind of a thing and like Kingdom Hearts like Sora with like his big like happy-go-lucky personality yeah. was something that I loved and I was just like he was just he was just so pure he's so pure it's actually yes. frustrating how pure he is but he was fun and like the game was fun and I think I was heading into year eight it was my, my like mm. my first day of high school and I was like this is what how Sora would do things kind of a thing like like, that's what I would like, say, so like, I'm just so how you glad felt. I'm not alone in yeah, this. Yeah, because, like, it, that was just, like, a media that w- I was really embracing as I was heading into such a big change in my life mm. when I was, like, I need that extra oomph. Not inspire my personality, but kind of reinforce the things that I wanted to push from my personality. Yeah. And so being able to like see that in a character and being like, no, this is how this is how I can do it, and not so much changing yourself, but like just embodying those parts of yourself that you see from that character, kind yeah. of a thing. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Because we'll, we'll come back to this <laughs> yeah. in terms of like the next generation, but that's that's actually really adorable to hear that. You're like, what would Sora do? Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Thomas? Uh, Doctor Who. I, I think, <laughs> next I, question. I, I think it's this. Is it like the idea of um. <laughs> Modeling ourselves on the values of the protagonist that we admire. Yes, yeah. So not being a particularly muscular or sporty person, a lot of the, the action heroes didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas clever characters who had a nice line and witty comebacks, like the Doctor, like Alva <laughs> the Fifth Musketeer, yeah. and all that, I thought, I can. this is my way of going through life. This is That was primary school and start of... High school, because we are quite young when we start high school still. Yeah. And then partway through high school, I began reading George Orwell. And George Orwell was basically a person who had integrity and also a nice line in putting people down. So we look for media or texts that have those those values that are instilled in us. Yeah. So I think that's how it worked. So the Genesis of the Daleks and 1984 are the two most important texts and correct who I am. You would have been the most, like, edgelord... 13 year old kid <laughs> if 1984 was your inspiration oh, no i mean i mean i think the george orwell certainly was my my inspiration but i mean like the main character in 1984 is not edgy the main character in 1984 is principled and uh rebelling in small ways he can the world of 1984 is edgy i didn't want to create the world of 1984 okay. i wanted to be the, the principled decent man 
who if, has a sense of sort of British values. Okay. It has to be British, British values. Yeah, it has, to, it has to be British values. Sure, let's go find a unnamed uh, country and conquer it. Put a flag down. Um, <laughs> that's not... It, I mean, there was a colonial subtext to what I was suggesting, but I wasn't going that far. Um, yeah. but, that's like, but that's because but the, you were growing up with British values, having a media also kind well, of think, reiterate think, that kind of was like a... We're talking like that's why it's that that kind British of you said it that way kind of a thing. Post-war values, so yeah. so. Oh, okay. I mean, I think basically Western values that democracy yeah. is yeah, good. Yeah, the, the most one that you, you know yeah. you you be kind, and that if there's evil, you stop it, and yeah. evil is defined as something that's not those values. In that case, <laughs> I still go with what I said. Uh, <laughs> going on with the changes that you were modeling yourself to become, what was your parents' response to this? Did they have a response? No, I think we grew up to be nice people. Yeah, we did okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I like, I don't know. I mean, you I didn't think... start flying and, you know, <laughs> trying to collect jewels from, from people. Like... Yeah. <laughs> I, um... She didn't, like, defeat other people with her blood instruments. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um, Yeah, my parents, I don't know. Like, do you mean, like, in terms of, like, their response to me taking inspiration from these yeah, kinds of like, media forms? Yeah, like, if you were sort of, like, a bit more chipper than normal or like they're like how would you respond to this and be like oh do what Sora does <laughs> like where are you Donald <laughs> I don't know <laughs> you're killing me here um I like I think it's one of those things where they will kind of like they won't they wouldn't exactly respond but they're just kind of side eye just like being like oh is that where you got it from or like where did this okay. come from kind of a thing like because there was definitely a time where where I wasn't exactly, I was a bit of a troubled teenager and like, you know, going through a lot and they blamed media that I was intaking, like music okay. and that for what I was going through rather than actually like looking a bit deeper kind of a thing mm. than seeing like that media was actually my like crux kind of a thing. So like, but I think that's also just like their generation in a way where yeah. they're kind of like, because we just intake so much more media, like our generation, we just went through so much more mm. than they ever did. So I imagine for them it was as a parent, scary because I can see now. I'm like, I still, you know, have to. I'll kind of sit and watch like a, a show new show with. with my daughter to make sure it's okay, kind of a thing. Like my parents didn't quite do that, um, which I feel like if they did, they probably actually would have understood a bit better. But at the same time, like I think I was also really lucky that like I had my uncle who, because he was a bit of a nerd. I had older cousins too. They're also like kind of you know into the video games and that kind of a thing. That my parents would be like, if she's acting this way and like they think it's okay, then then we'll just go along with it kind of a yeah, thing. Okay. And because, you know, like there was this time where, well, not just this time because it, it never ended really, but, you know, like I got really into heavy metal and like, you know, like, you know, you know, I start, you know, when you start playing more violent video games yeah. and, you know, they, but that's what they see. They see violence. They don't see that it's just an artistic form yeah, and, yeah. That, and that there's a lot of other elements and levels to these forms rather than just racket and blood and gore, that kind of a thing. And so like having to kind of show them that I can be happy while liking this stuff or like that there is actually some interesting elements like, you know, they're just like seeing that surface bit. And I think that just, I think that's just a bit of a generational gap in a way yeah, too, I kind definitely. of a thing. There was also a moral panic in the, the media. There was blaming, during yeah. the 90s or Blaming like, there you was. know, Quentin Tarantino films and Marilyn Manson <laughs> for oh, Columbine yeah, and things Col- like that. Oh, so, Marilyn Manson, he got so much shit. Yeah. Um, so I think he ended it like a boss too. <laughs> I think there is there there was that sort of moral panic sort of developing that that made people think that violent video games cause violence. Yeah, I think we always knew that that was nonsense. Yeah, um, like wars have kind of been, always been happening, you know, <laughs> like humans killing each other for 
<laughs> generations. Way, yeah. way too long, you know. But I think anyway. I think that's that might be where I was the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and that, that's why I think my parents kind of saw the negatives more than the positives as well. When like they didn't see like the fact that I was a troubled teenager, and then I'd you know have a crap day at school, and I'd chuck my bag down, and I'd just like whip out my game controller or. I'd go put in a DVD and I'd just sit there or like, you know, go blast my music. They just saw me as being moody and just like, you know, getting out this one specific emotion rather than them actually seeing me escaping into like a different world or I'm, you know, sitting there reading lyrics that are actually, you know, really cool despite them being screamed, you know, like that kind of a thing. Like, yeah, so it's just, I I look back and I'm like, that's a shame. Like they didn't just like give me a chance. And it's kind of funny too. I look back and I'm like, my dad liked Alice Cooper and like (laughs) Iron Maiden and like Kiss. And I'm yeah. like, how? Where did you get your metal influence? Yeah, from? Yeah, and like, well, yeah, of course, mine's like skyrocketed, like a bit of a different <laughs> metal. Like metal back then is definitely different to now. But like, every generation went through that, and it's just kind yeah. of funny seeing them act like how their parents would have probably acted with them too. So it's but at the same time, like as a teenager, you don't see that you're you're just like. They just don't like who I am, kind of a thing. You don't get it, Mom. You don't get it. It's not a phase. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's bring it back to today in that case. For your little ones, what sorts of things do they enjoy? What What are they into? Cuddles, being held upside down. Just, I think, just I think some context. How old is... How the old age is difference in our kids will determine this. Yeah. Mine's 18 months old. Nathaniel's okay. 18 months old. So, so yeah, whenever he gets a five-year-old, he'll definitely turn it upside down as normal. And... <laughs> in terms of in terms of uh, role models or influencers, I don't think there's going to be that many he's going to pick up on. But he can still recognise shows. And he's still mm. what is clear. what's clear is he's developing taste. I was about mm. to say you like eighteen months is like is when their little personalities like really start to come out. Yeah. Like they really start to like have like a favorite person and like granddad. Fa- they have a fa- yeah. <laughs> it's always the grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, eighteen months. I definitely noticed that big difference. People are like oh babies are babies and they just like they will just goo goo gaga and food, feed me kind of a thing. And it's like no, like you you see them go for like specific colors and mm. like they start having like favorite foods and or like even certain like sounds. Like I remember Eleanor like really liked certain music and so like I found myself ha- having to pick certain music because it would just like change her mood like I, 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 that's like me having gone through that so like <laughs> so are I'm, you kind of seeing that too? Yeah I'm seeing that so um, Jen used to say that he used to fall asleep better to, to K-pop which Eleanor that's, that's I was about to say Eleanor my my one little one when she was 18 months she's like just around that age she started loving K-pop like every now and then when it would come on because I've got like that broad taste in music and I was like oh it looks like I'd be listening to pop a bit more now <laughs> you heard it first here guys the best uh, lullaby for your children is K-pop well, yeah, I BTS, think there yo. is actually something in that <laughs> I think it's yo. I think it's the 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 regular beat like now when I put them to sleep I have this toy and you can make it can i ever play like songs or nature sounds and i always go for the nature sounds Mm. because i feel that repetition is more lulling whereas the songs can weave in and out and things like that but yeah so uh going to sleep to to k-pop maybe maybe this is not actually something to praise k-pop for maybe baby statistically k-pop boring uh... maybe that's what it is it sounds (laughs) it's the the equivalent of watching the news for babies um (laughs) uh emma Emma, the Yellow Wiggle. Oh, yes. She's yes. got her okay. own own show. Oh, does she? She's got her own show. He loves Emma, and he will dance along to, to Emma. Cute. Well, I say dance. He'll wave along. That's to, dancing. To, to yeah. Emma. That's dancing. It's dancing. Yeah. Cute. Elle loves Bluey. 
That's like the dog. Yep. Yep. The yeah. The, that's a, it's a really good show. I love Bluey. Bluey's <laughs> great. No, have you have you watched Bluey? Yeah, I have watched a few episodes of Bluey, and it's actually quite hilarious. It's it's, it's one of those kid shows that is too good for kids. It's okay. it's funnier than most sitcoms. It's it's got though that layer those layers to it where it's like there's the kid layer and then, then there's the adult layer to right, it and okay. it and it but it's just executed well. Just a healthy Australian family and like you get episodes where the dad's more involved and episodes where the mum's more involved and then the grandparents come in and you know, the two kids are figuring things out and like one of my favourite episodes or, or an episode that really stood out to me was how like Louie's younger sister, like, you know, she struggled to verbalise things she wanted to do that day and everyone kept getting frustrated at her and then at the end of it they went oh wait a minute she's just not wanting to talk to us because we keep talking over her and we keep telling her that speaking to us and really we should just stop and listen and like just like little morals like that where it's not like big drama it's just like little things that every kid goes through or like even like when the parents have come to like crossroads they're kind of like how do we do this and just like healthy ways of explaining how to deal with these kinds okay, of so it's a very everyday good, like, family show where everyone yeah. learns something from and and when when you yeah. say that it, that it works for the lay of adults it's not in that stereotypical sense of like the innuendos i don't think there's any innuendos. yeah no no it's the sort of reality of being an adult so there's one episode reality of being a parent of being a parent <laughs> yeah. being a parent so there's there's one episode that i saw where dad and some of his his mates are pulling up stumps. Stump, stump first. Yeah, yeah right. Stump first. Yeah, it's so funny. Like the start of the episode, just to explain the stump first, why they call it that. So like the kids are playing in the backyard, and then you see the dads rock out, and they've got like the axes, and they're like yeah, with their beers, and like yeah, stump first. And the mums are like, woo, get sweaty, kind of a thing. Oh but I'm like, but I remember like something similar ha- happening when I was a kid, where like. One of our family friends, they had like a like a farm out in Baldivis yeah. back when it was still like kind of farmland, and like three three or four families of us just all came, came over. All the kids are playing together. The mums are you know just getting like some snacks ready, and the dads are out there being like, "Yeah, men axes," <laughs> <laughs> and I just and they're like, "Yeah, stop fest," and I'm like, "That's what like our generation would call doing something like that now." So there's like new age kind of feel, but at the same time, I remember something similar happening. Like, of course, not everyone's probably had that, but I was also like, oh, "That's so." Australian too, like yeah. inviting so your inviting your mates to do a garden do project. A garden, is such yeah. A, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and in the the conflict in the episode is there's a stump that Bluey and the other kids and are all using. the kids are playing. Yeah. These are all girls too. And um, <laughs> the the dad is like, all right, Bluey, but after we do all these stumps, we're gonna come for that stump, so just be aware of it. And, and she's then, like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, sweet. <laughs> and then that's the last stump left, and. And like, all right, Bluey, we're gonna have to do this something now. What is the first I've heard of this? <laughs> and, and then so the so the dads are trying to get the the stump, and the mums because they're, they're what they're playing is they're like a nail polishing. They're 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 they're, they're playing a nail salon on the stump. Yeah, because it's like because it's like three or four because it's think, Bluey Bingo and like two of their little friends. And, yeah, and and so the the dads look to the mums for support, and the mums are like you're on your own. <laughs> Like, you're trying to destroy a small business. Yeah. <laughs> They're strong, independent women. Like. Oh, my gosh. And so, like, the dads are having to get their nails done and, and things like that. And then the mums back up the dads. Okay. And and the mum explains it that, you know, you know, you've had your time to play as well, but dads need their time to play as well. And Bluey goes, but they're not playing. Like, 
They are. They are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, like that's the the yeah that's, that's the that's, truth. That and also very like new age. Yeah. Yeah. And I I just laughed when when I'm done with this stump it's I'm onto that stump. She was like okay, and then he gets to it, and then she's like no, and I'm like because Bluey's meant to be like seven, and like Eleanor who's coming on five, and she does that where I'm like Eleanor ten minutes, and then you got to pack it up ten minutes, and she's like okay, and then ten minutes comes on time to pack it up, and she's like no, I'm not done yet, and I'm like. Excuse me, you just agreed to me. We were all good. What is this? And I just like, wait, that is just such like a what a, a kids actually do kind of a thing. So, uh, the reason why I wanted to have this conversation so early on in the year. Uh, is the fact that we've just had Christmas not too long ago and I wanted to talk about what you actually got your little ones and and sort of why you sort of chose to give them that particular gift or or whatever. We'll go with Thomas because his is going to be very short and sweet. Um, (laughs) So what did you give your your toddler? uh, So this Christmas, this Christmas, what I really needed was books and clothes. Mm. So that's what Mm. he got. He got books and clothes. Okay. And that's what I've asked for other people, some books and clothes. It's very... The books because I'm fed up of reading the same. The same books, yeah. (laughs) And they get their favourite, and you're like, oh, but it's not my favourite. But I'm the one that has to read it. You don't. If I have to read Rainbow Fish one more time, <gasps> but uh, so 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 books and clothes. But I'm just trying to. Say, he's got some Wiggles book. We found some secondhand Wiggles books, but they've got the old Wiggles. Well, I say uh, the old Wiggles. So he's like, who are these people? Um, Where, where's Emma's tutu? This strange-looking Emma. Jeff confuses him. Uh, but he likes Captain Feathersword. Okay. So, so pirates. Pi- well, pirates I think it's always. the 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 character he recognises from the room. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, because he is pretty much. Like, He's eighteen months. Yeah. So, so, so there's yeah. yeah. And there are any other three? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other three. And yeah, and then Captain Feather the Sword or like Dorothy and Wag. Uh, in that case, sort of looping back to what we were talking about in the early stuff, is there any influences or media that you would like to expose to your little ones? So, yeah, we'll go back to but, Thomas. Sure. Uh, Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Like, because if when Nate gets to, say, like, three, when he starts talking and sort of being oh, able to... he can talk now. He can... Yeah, but you can't hold a conversation. No, but then, you know, um, nor can I. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, you haven't said the word Doctor Who in about 20 minutes, so, I mean, no offense. So what was the question again? What, what, Is there any uh, influences or media that you would like to expose Nate to? Well, I suppose, you know, Doctor Who is actually one of... Uh, no, 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 because... No, it's not just that I... This is this is where we go into that distinction about, you know, people like Star Wars in different ways. When Doctor Who came back, we all watched it as a family. Like, my sister, yeah, no, mum, dad, mm, granny would pop over and, and, and watch it. And my granny's favourite Doctor Who was, was Christopher Eccleston because after Christopher Eccleston, we moved to Albany. We were in Geraldton, we moved to Albany. Yeah. So we watched David Tennant without her, basically. So she didn't, didn't like David Tennant. Because well, you like associate you not. She, being... so I think she was fine with David. I think I think that she enjoyed you know the Saturdays with with us. Yeah. So I think that would be a a tradition that con- continues. But I'm not going to force it because mm. you know also I mean I had a some friends of the family who had a year once about six or seven and he, uh, I showed him some Doctor Who. I showed him some Sylvester McCoy Doctor mm. Who and he loved it. He loved it. He loved it. And then ABC2 started showing Doctor Who, the newer stuff. And his mum contacted me after they'd watched the first one with the Ood and the Devil. Because Ooh. that is a very scary... That so, is. so, so, So I'm not... You know, I'm, I'll hold on to that. I think anything that I think is sort of 
I think I think popular culture will be part of it. It's not like the the I've got his first pint planned. <laughs> I haven't got I haven't got planned in my head. Yeah. It's not it's not a thing that I've actually planned. Okay. Yeah. It will um, pop up naturally. Yeah, I found like I was this like I've like well I was because that's where you are at the moment. But I found like I was the same way where I was kind of like like I I'd like my child to like what I like, but you know. At the same time, I didn't like what all my, everything that my, my parents like. So, you know, why would you force that on them? All you can do is kind of give them little bits of everything and then they can pick and choose what they like from there. Like, I didn't force anime on Eleanor. Like, Eleanor just kind of, she would sit and watch, like, some of Love Live with me or, like, some of the My Hero stuff when she would, like, every now and then. One day she was like, Mummy, I want to watch this character. And it was Sailor Moon. Like, because um, on Netflix, you know how they show pictures of the characters? Yeah. And you can pick show based on the picture of the character. And she picked that. And I was like, okay. And I was like, you know what? Like, I would like to go rewatch the new, ver- like, the Sailor Moon Crystal. So I put on Anime Lab. So then, of course, she saw all of the pictures of all the different yeah, anime and, stuff, yeah. and all that kind of stuff and so we watched all of Sailor Moon and and like I just kept like giving her an episode and just kind of watching her being like is she actually watching is she liking it and she did she sat through and watched all of Crystal and then she wanted to start watching some of the older stuff so and because they're quite short episodes too like it's perfect because like I am quite particular about her not watching too much TV so like she'll have like her TV time and then she'll have her playtime and all that kind of stuff or we'll have family time where we watch all watch it all together which is kind of what anime has become for us because mm. after Sailor Moon she's like I want to watch, I want to watch, uh, but she pointed to Deku and she mm. was like, I want to watch that because you've got it on your bag and you wear clothes from it and that kind of thing. I was like, okay, you I was like, you know, my hero is not too bad and we can just skip out all the scary stuff. And yeah, she loved it. Uh, coming down to nearing the end uh, of today, as a parent, what are some worries or concerns when it comes to you that you want to sort of avoid so you already spoke em about when how... i start listening to metal that would be <laughs> metal <laughs> is how... fine what are you on about uh, it'll be this bit... new degree of metal it'll be like they'll be like your your dad had iron maiden you have nirvana and then and then eleanor will have like you know chlamydia pirates or something <laughs> right and I was about That's to, a great name, Matt. I, 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 I was about Jesus. to say, I kind of already lis- listened to some bands that have names like Chlamydia Pirates, so like, <laughs> we'll see what, what comes um, after that. Because <laughs> uh, um, you were saying that even though you kind of grew up on Star Wars, you're not introducing it to Eleanor yet. Yeah, well, because I, it's one of those things where I'm just kind of gauging it, like... So she knows about the characters and she's watched some of the some of the um, animation kind of thing because, like, the movies, well, it's a lot of talk. There's a lot of talking. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things she wouldn't understand and it would get quite boring for a five-year-old, I reckon, like, where I think, you know, kids, you see them leap and bound in development month by month. And so I just kind of take it as it comes and, like, that's why I say, you know, I started getting to Star Wars when I was more six, seven, and that's why, like, Elle, like, she's almost there, so I'm just kind of giving her bits here and there so that she's got a bit of enough understanding so when it does come to long talking parts, she can actually get it because that's just what I notice is that, like, I've sometimes I flip on these movies and she just kind of kind of goes over her head or or she will just walk off and start playing. And I'm like, then she's not ready for it kind of a thing. And, you know, because Star Wars, like, you know, like in the New Hope, you, you you see people you know get shot at and mm. and like stabbed and things like that. Oh, and all like if you start or if you start from <laughs> Phantom Menace, like Phantom Menace gets pretty pretty full on too kind I of a thing. I loved how Darth Maul got cut in half. <laughs> yeah. That's basically the only bit of the film I remember. 
It's Darth Maul being. Is your attention half. span that like? Well, short no, no, no. Comes? I think it's just. I mean, you know, you, we, I don't have two and a half hours worth of memory of the Phantom Menace. I know <laughs> you can like do it verbatim. Um, I'm not that big of a Star Wars person. I know because you, you were at my place once and you put it on and you just did all the dialogue. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I remember that because I'm like, Ian, you've watched this way too I many times for a human being. It's a Phantom Menace. But yeah, no, I, I used to act that with my Lego, Darth Maul. I used to like pull him in half. <laughs> it's great. I think kids love that. I think that is what will scare me. I, I don't don't know about a uh, five-year-old. Uh, well, she, who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe she, she will, but... Yeah, I just I think the bigger thing for me at the moment isn't so much the adult themes like the violence and that because you know she's seeing like people punch each other and that in animation and even in some live action stuff you kind of see it like in like actual Disney films and that but there's there's a lot of talking there's a lot of politics and that kind of a thing and like and that like it goes over a kid's head and so there's only like certain sections that she will enjoy so why would I put her in front of that when I could just put her in front of the Clone Wars mm. where she gets a 20 minute episode and it's more to her age kind of a thing like it it has a few more jokes like you know in Clone Wars they throw in at the start they throw in Yoda a lot and kids yeah. love Yoda like who who doesn't love like a little talking alien kind of a thing you know what I mean <laughs> like with a with a raspy voice and talks backwards like you know because that's what she was like she was like that's Yoda I was like yeah it is and that was like the first episode and like and it was just a fun little battle scene there wasn't that much talking and what there was she kind of got and I'm like that, that that's all she needs for now and then mm. when she's like no I want to watch the real stuff then we'll get to that kind of a thing and that's why like coming back to the whole like for, you know what do you want them to watch and like are you forcing anything on the kids like because I find that if you force they just become more resistant or it's just not going to end how you want it to anyway so you're better off just letting them kind of pick and choose what they want as it comes and he won't like Doctor Who and he'll he'll move to Star Trek or something like that (laughs) just to spite you (laughs) um okay and then the last question I was going to ask for today is being adults who were once children um still children I, I say there's no adults in my house. <laughs> I have the heart of a child. Yes, <laughs> in a jar on my what, bedside what table. Is, what Fuck. is being an adult like? <laughs> um, what is something from your own sort of uh, upbringing, or the way that your parents were sort of parenting, that you would like to use again onto your child, or things that your parents said for you that you want to avoid from your own parenting? Oh, love. Love you want passion. to add want or to, take away? I want to take it away. I have too <laughs> much love. Too much too love. Too much, too much love. Um, no, 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 no. I, don't know. I think the idea of, of, of being being loved, of being able to love, I think um, joining in with games. Um, I think I think um, my dad was brilliant at, at joining in with games. So I think I would love to, to do I I look forward to when Nate is actually sort of a bit more like Bluey and actually playing those games. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean I, I'm not... Wishing his life, but I'm enjoying what he but, does but now. But you're excited but for it. I'm excited yeah. to when I can actually join. At the moment, at the moment, he'll be like he'll be gardening. He'll be having his watering can. And he'll be drowning a plant. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and it's just fun just to watch him just do these things. But I look forward to being able to actually sort of join in. Okay. Yeah. That sounds a bit sad. I'm just listening to myself going like. Your entire goal is for your kid to play with you. But no, I think it's... No, it's I the, get it. It's a connection yeah, thing. Exactly. Like, because I was about to say that's the same, kind of the same thing with me, with like what I've been trying to do more than what my parents have done. Like, my, like as I had said before, like, I wish my parents kind of gave what I, my interests a shot or just kind of took the time to get to know it rather than just looking at what's bad about it. 
kind of a thing and so how I've what I've taken on with Eleanor is just like you know whatever she likes I'll get into too like I'll watch a couple of episodes with it and she loves it like back, back when she liked Paw Patrol like she got really obsessed for a while and I kind of missed the mark for me it's not like Bluey like Bluey I could sit down and watch every episode with her but Paw Patrol I'm like oh one episode yep that's enough kind of a thing <laughs> but you know but she would get so excited and I'm like and she'd be like mummy mummy please what can you watch this with me because like that's something that I found that she seems that she really loves too is when TV time's kind of like family time too where we get to just sit down and cuddle and watch something she likes and and so even if I don't like it like you know I'll sit there and like go oh but she loves it you know that kind of a thing and and I wish that I got that more as a kid and that's why I was just like you know and that's what I should keep I keep with myself and I hope that she will appreciate too as I'm kind of like I've been dealing with these crap tv shows for you kind of a thing but also like kids like when as a parent you're you're your child's whole world and if you don't if you tell them you don't like something they like Hmm. You know, like it breaks their little hearts. Like they're just kind of like, then they start questioning if what they like is wrong. Hmm. You know, that kind of a thing. And like, because I have seen that with with, with Eleanor where she, if I be, like I be honest with her about it and like, She'd be like, oh, then I won't watch Frozen, mummy. Like, we'll watch, we'll watch, we'll watch. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, like, because I, I do like Frozen. Like, I'm not saying I don't like Frozen, but, like, you know, after, like, the 50th time, I'm kind of like, oh, Tangled sounds pretty good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, she'd be like, oh, then we won't watch Frozen, mummy. And I'm like, no, Bubby. Like, if, if you want to watch Frozen, this is your TV time. This is your one movie for the day or your one episode. If mm. you want to watch this, you can watch it. I'm, I'm just saying that maybe I'll just go into the kitchen and do something else. Mm. And then if, but if you really want me to sit here with you, then I will. And then she'll have a think about it and she'll go, oh, you can do what you want or no, I would like you to sit with me. Or then she's like, you know what? No, I do want to watch what you want to watch because yeah, we have watched Frozen a bit too much. And like, I just kind of give it back to her and like just giving her that choice and, but also letting her know that her choice is valid and what she likes is important. And she, just because someone doesn't like what you like doesn't mean that what you like is wrong. Like I think is like the biggest thing because I feel like that's what I got a lot as a kid like video games why would you play that anime that's from Japan how could you understand that you know Mm. what I mean like they're just constantly like hammered down on for my interests and Mm. that's what I want to consistently uplift with her because then that will make her more confident in just any decision that she makes kind of a thing I hope which I think is working because she's so confident and sassy (laughs) I'm like oh maybe 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 I've got to be a bit more honest with her sometimes but (laughs) no I I find I'm pretty honest with her but you you know how kids are like they they really take on what you say so you do have to think about it but but also letting them understand that reality that yeah just because like someone else is different from you doesn't mean that it's a bad thing Mm. and and vice versa you like and just because you're different doesn't mean different is bad you know yeah that kind of a thing like yeah that's that's, good i think it's a really good moral to sort of like teach for little ones yeah um all right well thank you both for joining me to have this chat today um yeah you can find me on instagram i'm at emmy.apollo e-m-i dot a-p-o-l-l-o and pretty much if you type in emmy apollo cosplay i'll come up on facebook (laughs) um there's no other Emmy Apollos, thank goodness. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I'm predominantly on Instagram and Facebook, and you can also find me on Twitter. Easy, yeah. easy, easy. All right, well, once again, thank you very much for joining me today, guys. Oh, and been a pleasure. Thank you so much.